0: I know, you're thinking, Ranbir, have you gone and lost your mind? Why would anyone make time to worry? Well, when we posted our recent series on happiness, I was told that one of your biggest problems when trying to revamp your inner life was dealing with the worries of day-to-day life. Just like our two posts in the last few weeks, this one deals with one of those tributary streams that feeds into your river of happiness. Looking back on my youth, I could see that, though my mom had a whole lot of faith in this universe, some things worried her like nobody's business. My dad didn't always express it, but his worries about the future stoked a fire that scorched his inner life. As a kid, it's incredibly difficult not to pick up the mantle and adopt your parents' operating system for life. And then, of course, uploading it onto your own kid's blank hard drive. It's a vicious cycle. So I learned how to worry right from the start. I unknowingly practiced over and over again. Not only was it acceptable to worry, it was as natural as my next breath. Well, that's until I met my husband in 1996. At first, he would howl with my laughter at my sleep talking during the small hours of the night. But then he started to think about the incremental effects of living like that. He started by questioning and quietly undermining the logic that underpinned my worries. He made me turn my worry on its head by highlighting how much I was turning My central nervous system into a sledgehammer that was beating the crap out of my body's organs. Now, I was only 23. So I didn't have any feedback from a doctor affirming that I was damaging my engine and not having any empirical evidence from my doctor. Well, that could have undermined my belief in what my husband was saying. And that's one of the most challenging things about life. There's no There's very little black and white, but almost everything is gray. And this was no different. On the one hand, what he was saying felt right on the deepest level. But it's hard to figure out if that harmful habit actually contributed to my positive outcomes. Maybe that damn worry kept me on my damn toes, right? You know, it's like, Hey, I was really worried before I wrote that test, but then I got a really good mark. I guess I must need to worry more often so more good stuff happens. Yeah, I know it sounds silly, but boy, we humans have a way. You know, we always seem to forget that correlation does not confirm causation. I had to worry and fight everything in my life. Or so I believed. Well, yeah, people say, don't worry, be happy. But I thought they're just going to get trucked. So naturally, I correlated these harmful habits with positive outcomes. But here's the thing, there was no choice between fight, flight, or freeze for me. You know, those are the three reactions we have to trauma. Or challenges, or things that scare the crap out of us. Anyway, I was always in fight mode. To me, it seemed like I had to fight for everything in my life. I associated worry with the following Number one, it made me feel like I was preparing. My worry drew my attention back to my current challenges or to my goals, and then That focus on the problem at hand made me focus on solutions to the problem. Kind of like the opposite of sticking my head in the sand. That's what I really, really believed. Number two, I used worry as a motivator. If I didn't get X, Y, Z done, then I wasn't, I was going to end up suffering. And why would I want to suffer, right? When I look back on this, I realize I was learning to achieve Through fear. Did I get things done? Heck yeah. Did I feel good when I hit the so called jackpot? Heck no. It was a withering process, and as soon as I dealt with one thing, I was on to the next. Sound familiar? Isn't this the way most of us live? Here's the one hitch. When I have a problem, I happen to be one of those people that focuses on solutions instead of worrying so much about the problem. Most people get paralyzed by their worries about the problem. So the worry did serve the purpose of drawing my attention to the problems, but I was burning the candle at both ends while I was addressing the problem. Surrender's point was that it's impossible to feel happy when you're constantly throwing yourself on the hamster wheel of life. So I took his advice and I was successful at dropping my worrying habit once and for all, or so I thought. Life threw some new twists at me, forcing me to dig deeper into what the worry habit really represents and how to end it once and for all. Best of all, I learned to schedule worry time so that I could (laughs) could put it to work for me and integrate it into my life. No shame, people. Over the next two weeks, we'll dig into the world of worry in more detail so that you, too, can put that worry in its place. I hope you will come back and join us next week and continue this series with us. Check out the show notes for this program at ww.freewithin forward slash worry. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.